Oh, baby, welcome in. <laughs> I'm fired up. Mucky is fired up. He's got his favourite tune on and his second favourite woman in the world behind, of course, his amazing partner, or maybe even his mum. So he better put that third in line. J-Lo, the one and only. What the fuck are we talking about J-Lo for, mate? <laughs> oh, man. I just... Um, You've been watching I, Coachella or something? Yeah, so actually I got home the other night after recording in here with you. Yep. And the missus was watching this J-Lo documentary on, I think it's on Netflix, um, and like in classic fashion for her, she's like throws me the remote and like lets me put on like economics TV or something, and it, but it got me, eh? And it was sort of near the beginning, and this documentary got me, and I ended up watching the whole thing. So it's a doco on J-Lo. Yeah, and yeah. It, I think it was, it's about the, I think it's called Halftime, okay? So it's about the lead up um, for her getting ready to do the halftime show for the Super Bowl. Okay. But it's like got snippets and things of her life and why she does what she does and all this shit. And fuck, it got me fired up, eh? I was just like, wow, J-Lo is a weapon. <laughs> to, to the point where you've brought in a, a A4 <coughs> refill page of notes, yeah. front and back for the yeah. listeners. Yeah, I've got notes here because I was like, shit, there's some stuff in here that is just so cool, eh? Um, I think there's a couple of things that I... The, the main one that I pulled out of it and she doesn't talk about it, but she carries this chip on her shoulder. Okay. And it reminded me of um, watching, like, the Michael Jordan, the last dance one, and he carries the chip on his shoulder, and he targets players, and if, if someone calls him out or something, he, like, holds a grudge. Um, and and J-Lo has this thing about, like, being a young Latino woman in America with the struggle and things, um, and she talks about it like she still has it. Yeah. And probably, like, in media and stuff, she gets given shit and everything. Um, but the reality is she's probably a billionaire. Wow. <laughs> so she doesn't, even, she doesn't have these issues. Like, she could sail off into the sunset and never be seen again, but she speaks of it like it's still front and centre of her mind, and um, she uses that just to, to continue just charging, eh? I like it. Yeah, and it, it's really interesting because, yeah, same thing with, like, Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan. These All these guys seem to carry this, like, chip on their shoulder. It just gives them the money doesn't matter after a while. Like, it's great to have the success. And then, you know, like, you see it when they get a championship and then they get another one and another one. Like, you can't do that unless you're motivated. Mm. And they just carry this thing around, eh? It's interesting. As uh, young New Zealanders, you get taught, oh, you've got a fucking chip on your shoulder. Yeah. But, but I've sort of learned... Uh, similarly, that as you get a bit older, it's it can be really healthy and really good thing carrying yeah. around a little bit of, little well, bit of mongrel inside you, a little bit of chip on your shoulder. Yeah, I reckon, eh? And mm. I was thinking about when I was watching this, and it reminded me of MJ and all these other things that I've watched, and um, even like the guy that I like watching Valuetainment, Patrick Bet David. He talks about his one because he came from war torn country and all this kind of stuff. And it's and I thought about what my one is, and my one is like tall poppy syndrome. Yeah, and and like enjoying capitalism and people not liking that. So I like, I just keep pushing yeah. against, against tall poppy syndrome, you know? That's <laughs> kind of why I like coming to talk on this <laughs> so we can tell people about it. But yeah, like everyone has like a chip on, chip on their shoulder for something. Mm. And when you look at different scenarios, you can, you've only got two options. You can like sit there and complain about it um, and then it will just continue holding you back and you'll sit there and nothing will get any better or use it as fuel. Yeah. And like these, these J-Lo, man, epic fuel. Yeah, massive yeah. chip on the, the shoulder. The, the work, um, 
yeah, there's a cool quote that I pulled out and I actually wrote down here. And it was one of the uh, like presenters or whatever talking about it. And it was like, she's a dancer who became an actor, who became a singer, who became a global icon. And wow. she makes, she's been making hard work look effortless for 20 years. Oh, that's a goodie. Yeah. You know, Shit. and... and Imagine like, that on your tombstone. Fuck yeah, that's a goodie, eh? Imagine walking past saying, oh, I wonder who this fella is. Holy shit. Yeah. And um, yeah, like her her work ethic is, and it's showing. And I think it's produced by her. Um, so it's not like full warts and all and everything, but I think it does a pretty good job of showing that you don't just rock up to the halftime Super Bowl show and everything's set up for you, eh? Yeah. Like she drove everything. Yeah. Um, and it goes right through, like, it, I've got no idea about what the fucking Oscar is or Grammys or anything, but she's um, obviously an actor and a singer and everything, done a few movies, and <clears throat> how the media's treated her um, and how the media's uh, been mean to her, and then she's, um, I think it was, who's the guy that she's with? Um, ben... Ben Affleck. Ben, ben Affleck, yeah. Shit, how do I know that? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and quick um, for me. What did he say? He was like, um, "Like, are you okay with this? And she was like, yeah, I expected it. And and she she did talk about how it got to her at some, at some times, the media, and they gave her shit for having a big ass. Yeah. And it was like, you know, back in the day when there was only white chicks doing acting and stuff like this, and, and she got given shit about her body and all this stuff, and... She said it got to her, but then she knew it was coming, and she's just like, "It's part of it, part of the journey." Yeah, chip on the shoulder stays there, keep going. Wow, um, just fucking. Cool, so she though. knew people were going to cut her down. For instance, she's prepared for it, and she's just like, "That's part of the journey." She's like, if "I'm going to get a billion eyes on me at some point. Yeah. Not everyone's going to say nice things, mm. so get used to it." Yeah, yeah. and um, and she does a lot of work to try and stop that shit, like bullying and all this kind of shit. But basically, um, thick skin, eh? Yeah, you Real have to have it. Eh? Yeah, yeah. You've and got to build up some form of resilience to that stuff because it's it never disappears. Like someone's always going to say something. Like there's that great quote: "Offenses taken, not given." Right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And if you can get yourself to a point where you get less offended, oh, life is a lot easier. Yeah, but you've got to like it. Just doesn't stop. No matter the, all the good you do, there's always going to be someone that just you know they're not going to respect it and they're going to want to tear you down. Um, let me just have a little look through here because I wrote down a bit. It's, um, Were you taking these notes whilst watching? No, no, no. Oh, I, okay. wrote, I wrote these after, mate. Okay, okay I was going to say. Because <laughs> I thought about it, you know, and it, like a few things stuck in my mind and um, I just wrote it down. I was I like, like oh, this will be fucking gangster for a pod. <laughs> <laughs> it's good though, learning from other people, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I, I love these types of flicks or... Um, yeah, I like studying other people and seeing what they believe or what they think or the way they do things, what habits they have, what things they live by, what, yeah. you know, what things have affected them in their childhood and all that shit. It's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the interesting things uh, about childhood actually is not a bad family or anything like that, but her and her mum, her mum was sounded like she was quite harsh and strict. Yeah. And her mum says, look, all I, all I wanted was to for them to know that if they push hard, they'll do good. And J-Lo was like, yeah, well, we need, we didn't see eye to eye for a long time, eh? And, like, they actually butted heads. They're obviously, like, two strong people. Yeah. And just, you know, Shit. clashed. And um, But the but the training of that carried through. Even yeah. though they butted heads, she became that kind of lady, you know? stoked. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah it's pretty impressive. So, um, yeah, I think the biggest thing is like the 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 common thing that I see with these people is that um, it's okay to carry a chip on your shoulder. Um, you don't have to brush it off and, and not worry about it. Just mm. leave it there and use it as fuel, eh, and just feed the beast and keep going. Yeah. When I was at school, mate, I was pretty disappointed that I wasn't a prefect. Um, and I think, looking back, for me, that was a little bit of my, like, I joked about it with mates and stuff, but it was always kind of, like, I had this internal belief that that I would do well at some stage, and I'm still like, fuck, why am I not a prefect? Like, just because those dudes are in the first 15, or the first 11, hockey, soccer, whatever. And I wasn't the top of the class, I wasn't the top of the uh, the sports, and but I just assumed in my head, I was like, oh, I've got to be a good chance for this. All around pretty good blo- guy. A uh, good bloke and uh, fucking absolutely no chance. What a letdown, eh? Yeah, and I think you know I sort of carried that for a bit of being like, oh well, like I was just up to me now to prove that uh, I was on par with some of those dudes. And not that it's massively important to me, but it's like a micro chip on the shoulder that I've then used for a bit, used for fuel for a bit. Even when I played football, for instance, I'd know, okay, I'm not the best person at football, but uh, my contribution to this team will just be run, 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 and try and take the odd person out. And uh, that's kind of just how I'd play. And you can design the things that you do based around how, like, fueling yourself with those little chips. Yeah, I just think put them in the tank, hey, and and just keep moving with them. Like, don't forget them. Um, Feel free to hang on to stuff like it's a grudge. Yeah. Not don't hold too many grudges against people. I don't know. Like, (laughs) you got to balance it. I guess. Balance it. Yeah. yeah, And you have to use it in the right way. Like, it's really noticeable that, like, if, if you didn't get prefect and then you were just fucked off for the rest of your life about it, that's yeah. no good. Yeah, that, that's, I was about to say, this is a distinct difference to fueling yourself with these things and using them for motivation to get you going. You've still then got to build processes and shit around this. You can't just get a chip on your shoulder that, you know, you lost your job when you just got started in your dream job and, and uh, fuck it, you know, for the rest of my life, I'm never going to try to get a job. What's the point? I'm not going to try and earn any more money. Like, why should I donate any money? Why should I help people? No one's helped me. Like, that's not a chip on your shoulder. Yeah. Like, that's a loser's mindset. Yeah, well, that's that's like that's like taking what could be a chip on your shoulder and just turning into, a, like, the victim mentality and it, yeah. you know, and just spirals downwards if you carry on like that yeah um but yeah i think that's also why you see like the rags to riches stories you know Mm. um and you don't hear about the rags to rags stories because they don't make the media but like the 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 stuff that starts in a garage and turns into amazon and like you know there's there's always something behind it that goes like from nothing because they've got got it wrong and got it wrong and got it wrong but keep going until it got it right and it's like yeah fuck all those people that told me <laughs> that I couldn't do it, you know? Yeah. And, and and it's cool, man. But humans also love the reverse, right? They love seeing someone become successful, but then fuck it all up. They love the old... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well... Which, which is sad. They get a little bit of instant gratification, but then they don't care. Like, it's not like... If Elon went broke tomorrow, people just wouldn't be talking about him in six months. Nah. You know? Yeah, there's a good doco on Scribe of all people. Mm. Kind of gone through that whole journey from from nothing to something to nothing... Is trying that, to like clean himself up again. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw one that was about um, the record guys, the movie uh, Dawn. Dawn oh Ray. yeah, that's a goodie. That's a cool one. I yeah. really like. I really enjoyed that. Eh? Yeah, I enjoyed that, that too. That was so good because they just had no idea about accounting and no. they were just hustling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like really, like instead of like doing drug dealing, they had gone and done legit stuff. Yeah, but they just didn't know about the tax system. <laughs> and, and you need people like that because then they inspire. 
yeah. similar people to them, right? Yeah, and 100%. Yeah, people then can relate to them and go, shit, well, then if you can do it from this area or whatever, then maybe I can too. And then you find out. Like, it's always amazing seeing as you get a bit older, when you start to watch sport, the 17, 18-year-old athletes that come into the fold and they start going, oh, my idol was blah, blah, blah. And it's like some of them w- that we've watched and you think, like, fuck. Yeah. Like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, I'm, now I'm getting, you know, now I'm sort of getting uh, a bit older. If people, you know, they're talking about, I'm thinking that they're still playing, but yeah. they been <laughs> idolising them, you know. Um, I watched on the plane on the way back from Australia, mate, I watched the documentary on Shane Warne, the cricketer. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and he, he died shortly after the documentary was released. Oh, I wonder if there's a link there between you watching it. What's <laughs> <laughs> where's he going here? But he was. They were describing him, and he, he's um, yeah one of the the greatest spin ball, if not the greatest spin bowler of that cricket scene, maybe. Um, but it was fascinating. They had this scene. They were talking about how competitive he is, and just same sort of thing, chip on the shoulder, uh, but also a very just expected that um, things would just happen, but was willing to work but also was willing to dig in when it got hard and, and realised, fuck, if I want to make this work, I'm going to have to um, you know, really learn some stuff that I don't know. And once he had a taste of the big time, he wanted more of it and just went deep into it. But he, um, people were explaining him and how he was just so competitive and just always wanted to win. And then they had this, uh, this clip and he's kicking a football round with his brother. And his brother like shanks this kick. They're like fully growing up now. Yeah. And you can tell, like, they're not on the screen, but their voices are playing. Yeah. And it's like two young boys that are only 10, 12 down the park, and they're still talking to each other the same way. He's like, oh, you gassed that. He's like, I didn't guess it. I just missed <laughs> it. He's like, no, you did. You guessed it. And he's, like, laughing at him. Like, just ah. read differently, eh? <laughs> yeah. And interestingly, the, the brother said, uh, well, they basically both said that um, Shane could, well, never got in their life, got him out in the, in the nets and never actually bowled his brother out. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Oh, so that wow. was kind of like his, his sort of his one claim up to that, fame. Yeah. <laughs> but interesting how some people just have that real will to win. I was listening in the gym today um, before coming up here. One of your favorites, mate, Kobe Bryant, mm. uh, a half an hour of just sort of things that he was saying. And he was explaining how even at six, he knew how to dribble with his left hand. His, his dad had taught him. So then when he started playing basketball, he noticed that these kids couldn't. So he's like, sweet, I just need to get them to dribble with their left hand. They're going to hit their foot. I'm going to be able to get the ball, bang, lay up, and just yeah. racking up points after points. Yeah, I mean, fuck, I love Kobe, man. I've got a picture of him <laughs> in my office. Like, um, Shouldn't like, have got you going, yeah. fucking J-Lo and Kobe. <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, that guy, before he got to the NBA, he, he knew all the top guys in the NBA and what their weaknesses are, and he knew when he got in there, he would school them. Yeah, because he'd already know what play to put on them. Like he was fucking another league. Yeah, yeah. And then as soon as and he he said that he had like a list of forty five or whatever, and he'd rank them. And if any of them said anything to them, he'd move them to number one. He'd be like you're number one on the list now. Shit, it's not good for you. Like a kill list. <laughs> yeah, like a, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like that's a massive chip on the shoulder. Massive yeah. chip, man. Like it was. It's insane, eh? I mean, yeah. Guys, one of the greatest of all time. So it worked. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Um. We had a speaker here last night and it worked, Jahan Casanada, which you came and listened to. You've got some notes on that too. We'll do another pod on that at some stage. But it's uh, some of what I thought he was going to talk about but probably uh, didn't get into just with the time that we had and I think is really important is the story you tell yourself. And it kind of goes back to before, if you lose a job or if things aren't going your way, you've got to be very careful 
how you then let that shape the next 10 years of your life, for instance, or the next one year or five years or whatever. And yeah. Or it might be something that's happened to you in your childhood or some girl, girls weren't interested in you between this year to this year and so then you just give up on trying to, you think all girls don't like you or whatever. But whatever age you are, this is like constantly coming at you where you have to decide how you to deal and, and react with the feedback you're getting from the world. Yeah, and I think um, our like maybe a, a natural reaction or the easiest reaction is the negative one first. Yeah. So you default, have to, right? Yeah, default. Yeah, it's the default to do that. So you have to, um, you know, put turn that around and, and train yourself to, to, to do it the other way. Mm. Um, but yeah, the whole thing on the on Jahan's storytelling thing was really good. Eh? It made me think of a few things. It's probably why I'm quite fired up right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of J Lo, bit of Jahan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was good. Uh, the other thing I watched on the plane on the way over, mate, is that The Rock has got this series. And it's this kind of part comedy, part blend of his life from back in the day with a view to the future of him becoming the president in 2032, I think it is. So it's basically like a, I don't know what they term these things, but like a piss take type show. But it's actually got sort of real-ish stories from his upbringing of sort of going back into how he's come to think the way that he now does and stuff but same thing you know from absolutely nothing to then wanting to provide for his family and just being fucking absolutely driven by that he was certain he was going to get drafted into the NFL didn't happen and he's just like he's not oh poor me he the first response is basically I've let you all down I've let my family down Mm. and they're like you haven't let us down son like it's okay and he's like no I have you know I need to figure this out and so then he went up to Canada to play um, and yeah, just sort of went through the journey of his life. But the same thing where people get their themselves fixed on what they want to achieve or what they want to, to happen in their life and they just fucking get after it mm. and just, just keep going. Yeah, you see you see commonalities in all these sort of stories, eh? Yeah. And it's um once you start noticing the 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 little things that is always the same, you're like, Oh yeah. Mm. Um just steal them, take them, exactly get on with it. Yeah, find your own chip on your shoulder and figure out what can drive you. I reckon. Well, yeah. I reckon you should have a. I reckon you should like put time aside and think about it, mm. and and start filling up your gas tank with those things, eh? Yeah. Um. Don't be afraid of embarrassing yourself or. Yeah. You know, don't do any bad things. <laughs> nah. But use it. Use it as fuel, eh? And, and use it the right way, and and carry it, and keep it front of mind. Maybe go back from when you can remember. Maybe say when you're five or whatever, when those memories start happening and, and, and then so start with five and then write down what your age is. So thirty I wrote down thirty two. Fuck I'm thirty four, so if this <laughs> damn it, I'm getting past it. Um but go back and, and write down with an asterisk and just go right, yeah, whatever or an asterisk of things that have hurt you in your life. Mm. And a lot of people have a thing that a school teacher said to them or something. And oh mate, like sixth form for me. Failed uh, creative writing I'm like fuck this guy man Yeah, like, I'm a fucking writer <laughs> Yeah, and it's like well get fucked I'm not doing English next year yeah, I pulled out of it literally thousands of people opening your emails every week yeah yeah, yeah buzzy but you know I was so fucked off at the time I'm like this guy you know how can he fail me in this like oh this is a great story and so I, I dropped my lip and I binned English and didn't do it in seventh form um, but now we've built a business and keep the change etc it's all based around writing yeah. and I've got to yeah, try and do it every single week yeah. Um, so you know something like that, and then yeah, th- there'll just be things in your life that have happened to you or for you that will allow you to call on those things and go. You know what? I'm not going to be defined by that. I'm going to use that to drive me and do it in a healthy way. 
rather than being, you know, oh, I, I want to be rich so I can attract this female, for instance, is one of the things The Rock was doing. So he was pretending he was rich. So he was stealing to look fancy, to get noticed by females, and it all backfired, of course, shock. <laughs> uh, and uh, she just said, I just wished that you had told me from the start that you weren't rich. Like, yeah. why did you have to pretend? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's an example of where you uh, you have a chip on your shoulder that the world's not working the way you want it to be or you want to be have more money or whatever, but then you go and do dumb shit to try and shortcut the process. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, and in, in, in if you use it and get your attitude right about it, you know, the Rock will tell you this, that attitude's the most attractive party if you get it right. Yeah. I, I'm um, not a relationship advisor, but... <laughs> <laughs> it, well, a- attitude's so important that it'll help you go up the ladder, it'll help you get to, to everywhere, right, if you can get your attitude right. Mm. Um, interesting, when I went from working in the NACI as an accountant, so we'd get quiet-ish towards the summer, and my boss would be like, hey, mate, we're quiet, I need you to paint the building. Like fuck, man! I don't know how to paint the building. What? Yeah, he'd just be like, "Hey, do you, do you mind?" I'm like, oh. "We do it all down here in the necky, mate." Yeah, and I, I was just sort of like, "Well, that's sort of how I was born, how I was raised." Was if there's a job that needs to be done, hey, I'm mate, like you, you put your fucking head down and get it done. And so I'm sort of like, "Oh, like who am I to say no? I'm not doing that." I was like, "Well, yeah, I'm employed." Uh, I was like, "Well, yeah, makes sense, I guess." Yeah, I'm You're like, paying I, me. I'm like, "It's not going to be a very good job." I'll give you the tip, but uh, <laughs> you know, I'll have a go. And when I got to uh, to Auckland, I was then in a firm where I, I told that story at one stage and they were like, well, fucking trust us. You're not going to be fucking painting your buildings around here. You know, like, that's not, that's that's ridiculous. And I was like, oh, shit. You know, I, I kind of thought it was a story of being willing to just do whatever you have to do. Yeah. But to them, they're like, you know, that's not happening. But then anyway, I got caught into a uh, meeting with, uh, a contracted marketer and we were planning an event and so they wanted some input and I'm like oh sweet mate I've um, I've hosted an event before in the NACI and I'm like here's what I think we should do and he's like oh <laughs> sorry mate um, you're an accountant you're I'm the marketer I'll figure this one out okay so like yeah we wanted you in the meeting to sit in the meeting to feel included <laughs> but we don't really want your input and I'm like thinking what the fuck's going on here? Like, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. I'm like, I've done this before. This is this is easy. I'm like, this plan sucks. Um, and so I'm like, yeah, have a combo with the dude, the director. I'm like, hey, mate, um, like this this shit, we could probably do it this way. He's just like, oh, mate, honestly, like, just just leave it. You don't need to be involved in that. Like, it's it's fine. And I'm like, oh, okay, yep, righto. But I was like, now, now having my own business, I get to play with just about everything, right? Yeah. And have a crack at things. Yeah. Um, but some people, it's just, nah, that's that. Stay in that circle. You have to be careful not to do that. Yeah. But even those little things for me, I then take it as a chip on the shoulder to be like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Now, oh, now that goes I, in the gas tank. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm using that later. Now I host 850 people each January yeah, uh, exactly. at the races. Yeah, including you know? Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> so they're not like real negative or real, I'm not waking up every morning and be like, oh, fucking show him. Nah. I just think, well, like Gary V talks about it, don't put me in a fucking box. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think when you get into that scenario, and instead of um, calling your boss a wanker or, you know, disagreeing or whatever, whatever bad scenario you can make of it, just, just lock it up, put it away, and yeah. use it later, eh? Because it's, it's good stuff. Or what you can do a week later, you go back to them and you say, hey, do you mind if I help give hand, give their competitor a hand to run this uh, run this event or whatever it is that they've said you can't be involved in? <laughs> or, <laughs> always. Lights the fire. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, no, you can't. You're like, oh, mate, I thought you said that uh, I didn't really need my input over here, so what's the problem? Uh, don't try that, team. Don't do that. Hey, anything else from the J-Lo notes over there, mate? Um, You've got a few. Yeah, we covered we covered off most of it. It's mainly around that chip stuff. And then, um, I mean, her work ethic is insane. Um, just every time I see something like that, I'm like, shit, I'm lazy. Yeah, it's I, hard. I it? kind of work hard, but yeah, not like that. Mm. Um, I I find as well that you have to be a little bit careful because I've noticed that I was um I always try and gravitate towards finding people that are real hard workers because I think oh fuck yeah like that's the that's the way to do it. Yeah, but then yeah, I yeah. also find people who are just real chilled and they get heaps done. They're successful. And I'm like whoa 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 what's going on over, yeah, over yeah, here? Yeah yeah yeah. It's probably because like you you wired that way a little bit and then you actually enjoy it. But mm, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Um, yeah, I mean, the Jahan thing, she says that she does this to st- to tell stories and make people feel things. Wow. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, the story thing from last night as well. So, I mean, we can touch on that when we run over what we what we learned last night. But, yeah, that was, um, I mean, I think, just go and watch it. Yeah, it sounds like a goodie. So how yeah. do we find it? It's called J-Lo Halftime, Half is it? Halftime, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. And um, watch it. There's, you know, it's it's a little bit American, so it's got a bit of politics and a bit of shit in there that, you know, Kiwis don't generally sort of, they just think it's a waste of time. But lo- yeah. look at it from the view of, like, um, try and, you can see that chip on her shoulder. She carries it, you know. Yeah. She talks about it constantly, you know, young Latino woman and all this, and it's it's her driving force, and it's quite interesting. I like it. Yeah. Uh, Luke at keepthechange.co.nz drop us a message on the old Instagram or something if you've watched something similar someone that's really inspired you I watched randomly mate this is a bit embarrassing Taylor Swift a documentary on Taylor Swift it wasn't as inspiring as JLo by the sounds of it but I'm always just fascinated by I really like creative people and and artists and stuff like I can't wait to go see the El- there's an Elvis movie that's come out. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely gonna go see that. Like I said to my girlfriend, I'm like, holy shit, we got to come watch this. Yeah, and she's like, what you? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. I'm like, this is a once in a lifetime person. Yeah. You know? and yeah. I always, it doesn't matter what craft they're doing, but I find those people are uh, fascinating. The Queen movie, for instance, as well. I found that really interesting. I haven't seen that one. I, I'm terrible at movies generally, but like every now and then stuff will pop up, and I'll be like, oh, I have to see that. Yeah, um, but yeah, the Elvis is going to be one of them because I mean, like he's legendary, right? Mm. So finding more out about the story of how it all happened is yeah, it's gold. There's always like it's like when you read a book or watch a movie, if you can just take one or two nuggets that you can go away and that spurs mm. an idea. Yeah, hundred percent cracking. Um, yeah, if anyone has anything that they think is like this, yeah, let it let us know because we're keen as to watch more like that. Yeah, I um I want to find a book that I read years ago, I think it was about five years ago, and it was called Winners. And it was basically just a book of people that win and just stories about them winning. <laughs> you feel depressed it, after you read it. <laughs> <laughs> and I read it and thought, fuck, and I'm sure the All Blacks are in it, but I can't remember the dude's name, but I saw a photo of it today when I was scrolling through my album and I thought, holy shit. And I actually sent it to someone on Snapchat. I had quite the Snapchat following back in the day, mate. And so I put it up there and said, like, who would like to read this next? And I sent it, and I don't know what the fuck ever happened with it or who that person was that got it. But there's a book called Winners. Uh, I'm going to try and dig that out. But uh, maybe you've read that, or maybe you want to find that. It's got a gold cover and heaps of writing on it. But uh, I'll, I'll confirm it. Find exactly it on all Yeah. Righto, mate. Good stuff. J-Lo. Good energy. What are we going to call this one? Might call it Get a Chip on Your Shoulder with J-Lo and Mikey. I like that. Done.
Oh, we better give a bloody outro, don't we? Yeah, we've got to put J-Lo back on. Yeah, shit. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Have you been cranking J-Lo this week in your car? On the way here to get fired up. <laughs> <laughs> Knew it. Knew it. There he is. Good stuff. <laughs>